The New York Islanders head into Seattle to take on the Kraken. We have a special crossover episode with Erica Eliala of Locked On Kraken. We go take a deep dive into both teams coming up on today's special bonus edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Your Locked On Islanders, your daily podcast on the New York Islanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome, everybody, to this special bonus edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have a special crossover episode with Erica Eliala of Locked On Kraken as we take a deep look at both these teams heading into tonight's game. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. And now, straight to the crossover with Gil and Erica. Happy game day, hockey fans. We have a squad cast or a crossover here as you get ready for the puck drop. The New York Islanders at Seattle Kraken at Climate Pledge Arena. My name, Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken, and I am joined by Gil Martin, host of Locked on Islanders and, of course, Locked on NHL. Gil, we've got a big one coming up. For both of our squads, both coming on uh, off of back-to-backs, I should say, and uh, both in need of a win, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an understatement. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So we're going to start with the Islanders. What do Seattle Kraken fans need to know about the Isles as we get ready to host you at Climate Pledge Arena? I, I think right now this is sort of a team without an identity, and, mm-hmm. you know, the last few years, the identity of the Islanders has been they're trying to win low-scoring games. They play defense first. They have great goaltending. And they may not be the most exciting team in the NHL, as uh, a few broadcasters have explicitly <laughs> stated over the last year or so. But they're efficient, and they they do make it hard for you to get quality scoring opportunities, and they win that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year... It hasn't really worked that way. They've been trying to get their defensemen to pinch a little bit more and get more involved in the offense. And it's not producing a lot more offense, but it is sort of allowing opponents to get a lot of shots on the Islanders goal and not just shots, but quality high danger scoring opportunities. So, you know, you look at the numbers for the Islanders right now and if you just look at the numbers, Ilya Sorokin has a 3.21 goals against average, but he's played really well. It's just, he's facing an absolute barrage of shots and high quality scoring chances. So uh, they're not a great defensive team right now. They're 31st in the league in shooting percentage. So they're not a great offensive team right now. And the result right now has been a five game losing streak uh and a very frustrating start and i guess the other thing that uh kraken fans should know is that this islanders team cannot play a 60 minute game and for the most part it's been third periods they have just fallen apart in the third period so whether they're even or they take a lead into the third period 
they end up giving up two, three goals and take dumb penalties and, and, and can't kill them off. And all of a sudden, you know, a two, nothing lead becomes a four to two loss with an empty netter at the end. And, uh, you know, it happens once or twice. Okay. You know, it's an 82 game season, but it's a pattern now and it's a problem. Wow. Some of that sounds familiar. <laughs> but I'm we're sorry. Gonna, <laughs> we're going to get into that a, a little bit later, but I want to, um, you did such a great job, such a thorough job kind of explaining that, but how can you, um, or, or I guess, are any of these things that you're talking about, especially the skid that you're on right now, is any of this surprising given how the team fared last season? Was this an expectation? Uh, you said kind of no identity. So that, that seems, uh, um, you know, like, is it a personnel thing? I mean, players coming in, players coming out. Have you kind of had a chance to, to wrap your mind around why you think this Islanders team is performing the way that they are right now? I think it is a personnel thing, but it's sort of a little different. It's not so much that players have left or, or been added. It's that the roster is very much the same. Mm. Uh, if you go back and look at the players who were on the Islanders roster when they were eliminated from the playoffs by the Hurricanes last year, I think the only one missing is Zach Parise. And he sort of, you know, he hasn't officially retired, but he said he's not going to be there at the beginning of the season. And the way the Islanders are playing, I don't know why he'd be rushing to come back. <laughs> but, uh, you know, other than that, this lineup is very much the same. And I was saying throughout the offseason, this team needed to get younger, faster and more skilled. Well, they didn't do any of that. The only guy they brought in was really Julian Gauthier, who is either a fourth liner or a black ace on most occasions. So, you know, he's played like two or three games all year. And when he does play, he plays eight minutes and doesn't have a very big impact on the game. So basically this is a team that brought back an aging roster that lacked certain things and now is playing a game or a style of hockey that doesn't match up with what they do well. And I think that's really why we're seeing the results we're seeing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was rewatching earlier um, before we recorded the, um, I guess it was, oh, the, the Florida Panthers at San Jose. It was an ESPN broadcast. And they were kind of talking about how uh, in hockey now, in sports, I would argue, there's so many different ways to talk about a rebuild without calling it a rebuild <laughs> a reload or in there's a basketball team I cover in the WNBA. That's like, we're in a hybrid rebuild and all of that. <laughs> it sounds like you would be content to just call it a rebuild at this point. <laughs> I would welcome a rebuild. Just, you know, this is the core of this team has been together now for about four or five years. And you know, they made those two runs to the conference final in the bubble year and the year after, but that the team has gotten older. They struggle to score goals all the time. And, you know, to rely on your goalie to make 35, 38, 40 saves a game uh, and bail you out every time that you're a step slow and you, uh, you know, are out of position. So there's an odd man rush or you're a step behind and all of a sudden you hook somebody or trip somebody Ooh. or hold somebody that seems to be the root of the problem for this team and 
you know, to, to quote a, a, a golden oldie, it's the same old song. You know? <laughs> uh, with a different meaning. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Wow, Gil. Same old song. I like that. And I think that Islanders fans might feel that it's the same old song when I talk about the Seattle Kraken. That's coming up on our crossover, or as I like to say, Squadcast episode of Locked on Islanders and Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken slash Locked on Islanders is brought to you by Game Time. Now, for those who maybe aren't as familiar with me, I talk about Game Time all the time on Locked on Kraken because when I'm on the road and I'm not watching sports, I love to take in music and entertainment. And I was able to use the Game Time app when I was in Seattle for preseason, saw one of my favorite bands at a at a new venue. Uh, absolutely loved it. Used the Game Time app. I also got to catch the M's. They were a little bit short on their playoff hopes this year. But me and a good friend, we always sit third baseline. We have a particular spot that we like to sit in when we go to baseball games. And with the Game Time app, one of the features that I love is that before you purchase your tickets, you can take a look at your view from your seats. Everything is done through the app. You'll get an email to retrieve your tickets and it's bingo, bango, bongo. You can enjoy your entertainment. So we at Locked On are so grateful that, that game time is a part of our family and we want you to be a part of the game time family as well. So download the game time app create an account. And when you use promo code locked on NHL, you will get $20 off your first purchase terms do apply, but all you have to do is head over to your app store, download the game time app, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL L O C K E D O N N H L. And that will give you $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we know it's a game day, folks. We want to make sure that you are listening to the Sirius XSM app. You can find either Locked On Islanders or Locked On Kraken on Sirius XM. You can also find your hometown broadcast. So make sure you check that out. But on the... Uh, Locked on side of things, we want to let you know about our national sports 24-7 YouTube channel. Locked on sports today is here for you 24-7. And Gil in particular, you can find on there Monday and Friday on the Locked on NHL show. We're covering the top stories of the day with local experts. And of course, as I mentioned, our uh, national shows for each of the major leagues that we cover. So head over to Locked on Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right. Well, Erica, let's flip the switch here. Let's talk about the Kraken. Now, you said that some of what I said about the Islanders sounds very familiar to Kraken yes. fans. 
Why don't you uh, explain what you mean by that? Yes, yes, yes. Well, first and foremost, Gil, you and I have talked a, a, a bunch of hockey in, in our, our years on the Locked On Network. And so, of course, I'm going to start with goaltending. Uh, you know, <laughs> Ilya Sorokin, I remember the last time uh, we played the Islanders. Well, we played uh, at the top of the year because it was right around winter classic time. And yep. Sorokin really stood out to me then. Um, and you see the workload that he puts in. We see that for the, the Seattle Kraken goaltenders. Grubauer had a great postseason in particular. And this year, uh, the goalie tandem is with Joey Decord. So Chris Drieger actually with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And like you said, you were talking a little bit about just kind of shot volume and the shots that Sorokin is facing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that there's some of that happening with the Seattle Kraken. But more so, it's the breakaways that the Seattle Kraken are giving up and putting Grubauer or Joey Decord in positions where they really have to, uh, every night, uh, face multiple breakaway opportunities and high danger chances. Something that burns my grits, as I often say on Locked on Kraken, is also that we are not great at exiting the zone, Gil. Mm -hmm. So puck retrieval for the opponent is at an all-time high and it's really us at our own blue line or just kind of fumbling the puck in the neutral zone that again gives rush opportunities to the opposition and the other day earlier this week on locked on kraken i really went in on defense we also see that our, our you talked about kind of the the little silly um, i'm paraphrasing but you talked about tripping penalties or inopportune penalties and a lot of that is by reaching with the stick instead of going stick to stick body to body we're starting to see that that really for me is just undisciplined defense mm -hmm. not putting in the defensive effort we're, we know that and you talked about not having an identity for the islanders I talked about this earlier on locked on kraken this week last year our identity was to be a fierce four checking team in all three zones we see that also with that came a little bit more freedom for our defensemen to get up into the rush. I think, though, that the discipline had, it got a little bit lost in translation from season two to season three because we're starting to see our D-men jump up, pinch a little bit too much, and then again goes back to what I said at the top of my little mini rants right now, giving breakaway opportunities. Now, that's not to say that either Grubauer or Decord cannot do a little bit better. Joey Decord had a really unfortunate bounce off a of glass that kind of bit him early in the season. So, of course, there are those things that are going to happen. But this is a Seattle Kraken squad that really came into the season talking about, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're so disappointed that, you know, we were one win away from making it to the conference final. And now we, you know, game 18 tonight. And, you know, we, we are having difficulty even just, just getting points on the board. Don't even get me started about our home record. I almost wish we were in New York tonight because we might actually have a better chance. At least that's what the odds tell us. So good luck to the Islanders tonight. You're probably going to get a win because the Seattle Kraken cannot defend home ice. That's been something that has been 
a real problem for the Seattle Kraken since opening CPA. It's a beautiful place. I love going there. Uh, there's a, amazing food. The, the sight lines are amazing, but you might not always see a win. And that's right. a little disheartening. <laughs> well, look, Islander fans can certainly relate to those difficulties <laughs> clearing the zone and, and, and coughing up pucks in the neutral zone. So, or, or even at the offensive blue line. So yeah, uh, looks like these two teams are sort of mirror images of each other in some ways. I did want to ask you about Matty Beneers. I know he's struggling. The plus minus is kind of ugly right now. Uh, what's going on and what, if anything, is the team doing to address his struggles? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think a lot of people, like with everything in sports, have a lot of different theories. My take on it is that Matty Beneers is on everyone's radar. And he got a little bit of that last year. But when you win a trophy, I mean, everyone everyone has your game scouted, right? I think there's that. I think it's also a little bit about what you were talking about with the Islanders, that the identity, the Seattle Kraken are very much still building a foundational identity. And I think we've floundered from that a little bit. Some people have also mentioned that there's been an emphasis, even by adding people, uh, Pierre Edouard Belmar on faceoffs, and that Maddie Beneers has been one of the centermen that has really focused on that and saying, Oh, well, is he focusing on faceoffs too much? And that's why he's not shooting. To which I very uh, bluntly say, If you are our top line centerman, and by focusing on faceoffs, that is negatively impacting your scoring. Maybe you shouldn't be the top line centerman. Um, and, you know, there have been conversations about whether it's time to maybe move him around in the lineup. I really think this is just a case of teams having his number and Maddie Benier is now having to adjust. I said so many times last year that Maddie B, such an intelligent, very intellectual hockey player, sees the ice very well. He is making some of those mistakes that I said. We I did a whole rant on how you know you've got a, a guy in a high danger, uh, high danger shooting area, low slot, and he kind of curled off of his defensive assignment. And that's a goal right there. So there's a little bit of that. And if it was only Maddie Beneers doing that. On the Kraken, maybe you get worried. There's already been conversation on Kraken social media, like, do we need to send him to the AHL? I say no for right now. What's being done with Maddie to answer the, the other part of your question is to just remind him that you are a professional NHL hockey player. Some of this you have to just figure out. And the expectation is that even though you're not scoring and when he did get his first goal, he celebrated and then did this as to, you know, throw the monkey off, you know, uh, which I thought was hilarious. So he's very cognizant, right, of what's going on. I think he's handled it like a consummate professional. And I do think that whether it's face-offs, whether it's getting a little bit more physical and aggressive, we talked about that, about, uh, about his game in the past, he's going to have to find a way to impact the game in other ways. Because at the end of the day, as I said, he's our top line centerman. We need him winning face-offs. We need him scoring. We need him facilitating. He has to do all of those things if he's going to continue in that role, which I do think he should. And I honestly don't know that we have another centerman that I would – put in in that role so he's just gonna have to figure it out it's unfortunate no one likes to see it but sometimes you just don't have the touch but again 
the Seattle Kraken overall, it's not like everyone, uh, you know, all the forwards have, you know, eight goals, you know, in hand over him. That's not happening. So right. it'd be great to get him going. I do think he will get going. I do see him focusing on some things, um, some little parts of the game, such as face-off, such as being a little bit more uh, physical on the puck. So I'm not worried yet. It's definitely something I'm keeping an eye on, but not worried just yet about Matty Beneers. Now, one thing that is going well is the power play. It seems to be uh, it's top 10 in the league right now, and it seems like Vince Dunn has a lot to do with that. Well, Vince Dunn came in. Obviously, you know, we were negotiating a, a contract with him this offseason, an extension. And, you know, I think he came into the season wanting to prove and earn, um, prove that he earned that. And he's done that so far. It's a little bit underreported because of some of the other issues uh, that the Seattle Kraken are having when it comes to win wins and losses and playing even in our division. Um, but Vince Dunn is it, he effectively picked up where he left off. I think that he has been a player when I think the Kraken can be an easy target sometimes because we we don't really have a quote unquote enforcer or whatever that looks like in the NHL these days. We just don't have that. I mean, Maddie B has run at folks. Jared McCann, who was our top scorer last year, has run at folks because you have to find a balance between getting clobbered all over the ice and, you know, uh, stepping up to the line and, and challenging someone. And so Vince Dunn is, I think, our most consistent player who can play at a high level offensively and get things moving offensively, while also from a defensive perspective, not just from a physicality standpoint, but he can he does also impact the game in the defensive zone, which, of course, is what we want. He's a defenseman. That's what he should do. So I like what Vince is doing. I'm glad that you mentioned the power play. It's It's – better than it was last year. I think being in, in the top at the beginning of the NHL season, as opposed to later in the season, I'm very curious to see if the Kraken are able to maintain that because I still do think there's some discipline things that we need to focus on, on the power play and be a little bit more aggressive shoot earlier in our power play and then be aggressive and use that physical play to then uh, make sure that we are winning the puck back. So it's not just a one and done and the other team is clearing the ice. Oh, I, I know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> and Islander fans, unfortunately, do too. Well, we, we've got a lot more to get to on this special crossover episode. Erica and I will have our predictions and a lot more still to come on this crossover episode with Locked On Kraken and Locked On Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and they've got a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And this is a great time of year. You've got the NFL, college football, college basketball, the NBA, and of course the NHL. Kraken fans, Islander fans, go to FanDuel and check out the odds for tonight's games and the player props. Lots to check on and lots to bet on on the FanDuel app. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. 
FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus all of our national shows covering every league. And Erica, I know you'll be joining us Friday. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Well, it is a game day for both of our teams. The New York Islanders taking on the Seattle Kraken at Climate Pledge Arena. Mentioned it earlier on the show, but just want to remind you that whether you're a Kraken fan, an Islanders fan, or just a hater that came to stop by, (laughs) you can listen to both of our shows on the SiriusSXM app. You can also, of course, find the show's on YouTube, as well as anywhere that you listen to audio podcasts and mentioning Sirius SXM. You can also listen to the broadcasts, our respective broadcasts. Everyone loves listening to their local broadcasts, even when their team is on the road, as the Islanders will be tonight. The Root Sports crew will be handling the Kraken duties in the booth tonight. And But if you want to listen to the radio broadcasts and your home team broadcast, then make sure you check out the Sirius app. All right, predictions, Gil. Now, I like to do predictions, keep them a little open-ended so we can get a little creative, maybe circle back on some of those pain points uh, for for our teams. Uh, So the way I like to do predictions, Gil, is I'll ask you a fill-in-the-blank open-ended kind of question, and here it is. Straightforward, pretty simple. The New York Islanders will win tonight if. If, okay. Uh, Number one, stay out of the penalty box. The Kraken have a very good power play. The Islanders' penalty kill has been iffy, to say the least, recently. Uh, So stay. don't take those lazy penalties that they've been taking too often this year and stay out of the penalty box. Number two, the Islanders have to give a 60-minute effort. I'm tired of two good periods and then the bottom falling out. Uh, They've got to... Start the game at the opening faceoff and finish it at the closing whistle. Look, that doesn't mean there won't be times when the Kraken is getting the better of the play, but you can't let down and you can't be dominated for, you know, spend three, four minutes at a time in your own zone, clear the puck, and then another three, four minutes in your own zone. That's not a winning formula. And then I I think the other thing is that, the Islanders have to slow down the Kraken through the neutral zone. Do not allow some of the faster players on that Seattle roster to have uh, get into the Islanders zone with speed and, you know, putting the defense back on their heels. That's the recipe for 35, 40 shots on goal against your goaltender. And even a great goalie like Ilya Sorokin or Semyon Varlamov, who's one of the better backups, I think, in this league, you know, if they're if they're facing 35, 40 shots and 20 of them are high danger shots, that's not a recipe to win a lot of games. So those would be my three keys there. How about for you, Erica? The Seattle Kraken will win if. I'm going to start with one that that maybe is not as obvious, but I'm going to start with the Seattle Kraken will win tonight's game over the Islanders if they almost 
over-communicate Gil. So we know that it's a back-to-back. So I'm assuming that we're going to see some players that we saw last night not in tonight's game. One of those players for us should be Andrew Podorowski getting the call up from the Coachella Valley Firebirds. I do think we had a really great training camp, which has been a little bit of why I'm a little confused why the start hasn't been what the Kraken wanted. But a part of that is because the energy was coming from some of the younger players in our system who now are bringing that to the Coachella Valley Firebirds who have been had a little bit of a hiccup early, but have figured it out. So I think because we know that there have been lineup changes, again, pots we're expecting to see tonight. We're probably going to see a different goaltender than we saw against Edmonton last night. Um, So I think what we need to do is almost over-communicate. We're expecting Jordan Eberle to to be back into the lineup after getting a a really gnarly gash on his quad um, in in practice. So he's coming back. Uh, We just got Brandon Tanev back from an injury that he suffered early in the season. Still no Andre Burakovsky. So right now, while things are still in flux, we've had players like Shane Wright, Ryan Winterton come up. I think we need to over-communicate. Don't assume there are lineups that have been changing. Deep pairs have more or less stayed the same, but especially on the forward lines. So I want to see the, the Seattle Kraken almost over-communicating. Um, I think another key to the Seattle Kraken, and you talked a little bit about third periods for the Islanders, but I think being able to finish a game, we have seen the Seattle Kraken blow way too many leads. <laughs> and... Um, the thing that's interesting about that is that we we have a, a, a tendency to blow leads. We need to be able to play with a lead, hold on to a lead, and finish out a game. But also the third period, or sh- I should say um, the end of the second period going into the third period is going to be critical for the Seattle Kraken. The Seattle Kraken will win if they have a lead going into the third period. You look at some of our stats, we have never won a game, um, excluding the, the Edmonton uh, data points. We don't have those right now. But uh, we have never won a game when uh, trailing after the second period. We have never won a game when tied after the second period. So as much as I want to see us hold on to a lead, uh, we also have to know how to finish out and close a game. So making sure that we go into that third period, having the momentum on our side is going to be important. And that goes hand in hand with being able to uh, play the game. And so my third key is good grief, please, please, Seattle, have some situational and game awareness. We've seen that the Seattle Kraken, and I think that goes to my first point about over-communicating. There's just been some odd penalties uh, wanting to go fisticuffs when the, the beef is squashed. No one's worried about it anymore. And again, blowing leads. So I think the Seattle Kraken really, really, really just have to focus, play their game. We had a whole sage session on Locked on Kraken yesterday. So we are taking out the negative energy. We replaced some positive energy. And I would love to see I don't know if it's going to happen this game against the Islanders, Gil, but I would really love to see the Seattle Kraken. So I guess I'm adding a bonus. Um, Start respecting home ice. You have to respect home ice. 
the last thing you want to do for a brand new franchise is start to lose your home crowd. And we have never had a, a winning record at Climate Pledge Arena. Even in the playoffs, it got dicey. So now is a perfect time. We're getting ready to go into the end of year holiday season. And then, of course, a big one for us, Winter Classic at T-Mobile Park against the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, at this point, all I can do is hope the vibes are good and that the uni looks great because I'm not sure what we're going to see on the ice outside. But now is the time. Start December, uh, end of November, mid-November, end of November, and December, and take ownership of playing your absolute best in front of your home fans. You know, Erica, you, you want to hear a little piece of good news? <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> One of these two struggling teams is going to get two points in this game. <laughs> One of them has to win. Somebody's got to win. I exactly. Mean, yeah. Exactly. Saying, we will both get points. I'm not saying I want that either, but uh, that's also a, a possibility. We've we've seen the shootout a time or two for the Kraken because again, having yeah. to hold on. The Islanders are zero and three in overtime, so let's not go there. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it really sounds like uh, also uh, a, a thumbnail I had earlier. Something's got to give. Yes. You've got two teams that whether they know it or not, or I should say whether they play like it or not, are teetering on being desperate to get an outright win. Uh, it's still early, but you, you, I think we were talking about it off air, right? You're not going to win the Stanley Cup in November, but you can do a lot to get to distance yourself from it yes. in November. <laughs> well, Gil, all right, why don't we do this? It's been on the screen, but for our audio listeners as well, let's make sure folks know where they can find you talking Islanders and NHL. All right. Well, Locked On Islanders, available wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, you could follow the show on X. I still am not used to that. Uh, <laughs> at Locked On Isles. And you could follow me on X at Ice Wars NYR VS NYI. And, and I'm live tweeting during all the games. So uh, you want some instant insight and analysis, follow along and I'll, I'll give you that. How about you? I love that. Well, you might get some uh, replies from the Locked On Kraken account on That'd X or just social media. Yes. We'll be following along. And just like Gil mentioned and that we've talked about in this crossover episode, Locked On Kraken, Locked On Islanders, a part of the greater Locked On community and network. So you can find all of the Locked On shows on the Sirius SXM app. You can find us on YouTube and wherever you listen on audio platforms but uh you know this has been a good one gil and we get to talk again later this week despite how this game goes so fans make sure you're also listening to locked on nhl that's a great show that is part of that 24 7 streaming network that the locked on sports today has on youtube and you'll you can hear gil and i along with rachel talking tomorrow on the Friday episode of Locked on NHL. But Gil also hosts the Monday show, so check that out as well. Well, I think the best we can say is whoever you're rooting for tonight, good luck. <laughs> Erica, thanks. Always a pleasure. Indeed. And for the Kraken fans, hold fast, stay true, and I'll catch you on the next episode. All right. Thanks, everybody, for 
watching and listening to this special bonus crossover episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. I want to thank Erica L. Ayala for joining me and uh, doing this. It's always fun to do crossovers, get a different perspective, and Erica's great. You could see her every other Friday on the Locked On NHL podcast with me and Rachel Donner. She does the Women's Hockey Spotlight. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every dayers tomorrow on the show, we'll have our key takeaways from tonight's game against the Kraken, and we'll preview the game Saturday against the Calgary Flames. Until then, stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. And of course, let's go Islanders.